I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, money wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts. 10, 10, 9, 9 8, 8, 7, 7 6, 6, 5, 5 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 2 1, 1. Let's go! Now it's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix 94.1. Good morning and welcome to the pre-show. It is Monday, September 27th. Thank you guys for joining us and checking in as always on a Monday. Our number is 702-364-9400. You can call us. You can text us anytime. We love to see your texts. Uh, looks like we've got some check-ins this morning. Nelsey J is checking in. Brian S. We have Turtle, Boople, Raul, Jan, Truck Driver Jason, Jim in Michigan, Zach, Lance Sandel, Deborah, Jeremiah, Melissa, Francis, Buckeye, Bob. We have uh, Sean is che- uh, checking in this morning. Just got Rick, Diane, and Sarah and Spidey74. And on Twitter, at Mercedes in the AM, we have our, our M's checking in. Mike, Martin, and Melodies. Also, Don is checking in. So is Jason and Andrea. So thank you guys for that. Nice. Where did the weekend go? We're all ready to Monday. <laughs> that one went by fast, huh? Blink of an eye. I feel like Friday we're saying goodbye. Have a great weekend. And Blink, here we are. Ready to do it again, uh, Brandon. New week. How yeah. was your weekend? It, my weekend was good. It was. It started out uh, Friday after afternoon. I was over at Silver State Schools Credit Union in Aliante, and I would I did a little broadcast from there, and then um, just kind of hung out on Friday night. Saturday, I saw some friends. Um, there, there was um, uh, we. One of my friends had passed away, so there was a, a celebration of her life event that I went to, and uh, I actually saw one of your friends there, uh, your buddy Imran. He was there. Oh, for yeah, Imran's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, we just spoke with him for a while. It was great to see him and just uh, catch up with a lot of my friends. And then yesterday it was nice, chill day. Watch some football. Watch the Ryder Cup. And then last night, me and my youngest, excuse me, <clears throat> my I. My voice is scratchy from screaming last night. We went to the Golden Knights game last night, so we had a good time there. Unfortunately, they didn't uh, win, but it's just a preseason game and just kind of warming warming things up, getting those skating legs back. So that was a good time. How did it feel being there, T-Mobile Arena? Was it a full house there last night at the, at the game? It wasn't like a full capacity, but it was packed. Yeah. It, there was a ton of people. It was really loud in there. Even the players were saying, like, wow, uh, some of the younger guys that are, are playing up now. and Because they, they put a lot of those younger guys in. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night and they're just like this crowd is insane and it's it's true and and then you know you you had a bunch of people who came from the Raiders game yesterday over to the to the Golden Knights game which was really cool to see there were people still wearing their Raiders oh, were they? gear oh, that's great. yeah it was really cool to see how was your weekend it was it was nice it was, it was really nice uh, same thing very busy too I flew out Friday Friday night, I went down to Phoenix. I mentioned this on Friday. There's a Radford Racing School and Performance Center. It's this like driving school where you can learn everything from Grand Prix racing to performance driving to just in, um, bettering your skills when it comes to everyday driving. So I flew out there Friday night. I'll tell you what, McCarran Airport was packed on Friday. It was pretty full. I got back Saturday night, but I got there and I was getting there kind of hot. So my plan was just to do valet and run inside and catch my flight. I pulled up to valet and valet was full. And it was one of those fulls where cars were packed 
all the valet lines were just full. You, you couldn't even pull up to valet. So I'm like, hey, no problem. Parking garage is here. Loop around. Go up to the parking garage. I was circling around for a solid 15 minutes trying to find a parking spot on Friday. Found one, got in, but I was just, but it was kind of strange because the parking garage was packed, valet was full, and I walked inside and there was zero line through TSA to get to the D gates on Friday. Hmm, that's odd. I wonder where everyone was going yeah, to. Yeah, wonder if they flew out earlier, but uh, I, I caught my flight on, on Friday night and uh, Saturday. Was, it was just a great day out there at the track and learned some cool things and met some really awesome people. It was, it was it's like a classroom setting, so I was doing the class with about 10 other people, and that was a blast. Got back Saturday night, uh, late Saturday night, and then Sunday was just kind of playing catch-up for me yesterday. Just I didn't really catch any football. I caught the end of that Raiders game, and what a finish to that game. Yeah, 3-0 and for the Las Vegas Raiders. Just crazy. I know a lot of people were not expecting that and even Gruden was saying look I'm not going to apologize for winning I don't care how we win we're winning so a lot of happy Raiders fans that's for sure yeah that seems to be the trend at Allegiant Stadium you got to go to overtime to get your win and then I saw they said on the news this morning the last time the Raiders started 3-0 and was 2002 2002 is when they went to the Super Bowl that's crazy. Who knows? Maybe it's just that extra energy of being in Las Vegas, the new stadium, having fans in the building. It's uh, There's a lot that can contribute to that. So, uh, yeah, good for that. But my, my Broncos are still 3-0, too. I know. I was looking at that. About. Wow. <laughs> when when do they face off against each other? Do you know that date? Oh, I don't know, that's but I'm going good. to that game. That's where, that's where <laughs> the line is drawn in the sand, and I show up to a legion in my Broncos gear. So this is going to be interesting. Is the first one here in, in Las Vegas? The yeah. first time it's here, oh. yeah. I already, we've already committed to that game. Like we've given some friends some tickets, and and we're, you know we're asked like, which which one do you want to go to? And I'm like, sorry, the the Broncos game's taken. You're not going <laughs> yeah. to that that game at all. So it should be pretty fun. Well, we hope you guys had a good weekend too. We are excited to get to it. We have a lot coming up this morning, but let's start things off with the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear "I Love Your Smile" by Shanice? Do you want to hear Real World by Matchbox 20? Or do you want to hear I Do Anything by Simple Plan? I do anything. All you got to do to get your vote in is give us a call, 702-364-9400. You can also text us at that number. You can tweet us at Mercedes in the AM or vote on Facebook. We are going to count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. The new Hulu documentary, Controlling Britney Spears, contains some shocking revelations about just how closely her father, Jamie, was watching her. And that's if these are true, of course. But a guy who worked for a security firm called Black Box claims that Jamie hired them to spy on her. First, they set up an encryption system on her mobile devices so that Jamie would see any emails or texts she sent or received. He also claims that Jamie had them set up some kind of listening device in Britney's bedroom. He says he was once ordered to destroy some of the recordings that were made from it because it was stuff they didn't want anyone to ever hear. But he saved it because he was worried it could be, quote, evidence. He didn't say what was on it, though. 
Did you watch any of that documentary? I have not. I have not gotten to it yet. Have you? I haven't seen any of it, no. no. But more stuff is coming out. It's just the chaos yeah. that, that her life has been. And there was something, too, about... Uh, I saw a headline that read that she was at one of her tours or something. She was backstage, and someone was smoking smoking weed, and she got a sniff of it. And she just started freaking out uh, in fear that she was going to fail her next drug test for traces of weed, and then she would lose visitation rights to her kids. Like, that's how strict things were for Britney Spears. It's mm, a lot, geez. Dog the Bounty Hunter has inserted himself into the Gabby Petito Brian laundry situation. Uh, he showed up at the Florida home of Brian's parents this weekend. He knocked, but guess what? No one answered. A bunch of reporters showed up, and one of them asked why he was there, and he said, quote, come on, you know. He also gave out his number for his tip line, so now Dog the Bounty Hunter is getting involved in this situation. Yeah, and needlessly, it's like, no one, and then Dog the Bounty Hunter, I'm here to help. We don't need your help. Thanks. <laughs> I will figure everything out, you guys. Just a, such a sad situation out there. William Shatner is going into orbit next month, and he's going on Jeff Bezos' next space, uh, space flight, the Blue Origin. So at 90 years of age, she'll be the oldest person to ever go into space. That previous record was set just this past July on that first flight when 82-year-old Wally Funk went up with Bezos. She was the oldest person. Now Shatner steps in at 90, and boom, he's going to take the record. Oh, boy. That's funny. Well, he belongs there, right? He was in space. Well, he never was in space, but yes, a major space character. Shang-Chi achieved a major milestone over the weekend. The film... Hit 80, uh, 186.8 million in domestic ticket sales, making it the highest grossing domestic picture of the pandemic era. Black Widow had the record before at 183 million. Boom, this one just took it out. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Steph, you saw it. You see, should people go see it? Oh, my God. Go see it tonight. But it's a Monday. It's actually, you know what? Tonight would be better. It's no chill. Is not there, a lot of seats. Is there a backstory to the character? Um, like, do you need to know like a lot no. of Marvel stuff going into it? No, not really. There are a person like, oh my gosh, that's from there. Like, people will know if you see it. Like, that's from another movie, which you should see the movie that they're in, but it's not necessary. That, that's how I feel like it is with all the Marvel movies. Like, you should see the other ones, but you you'd still be entertained. They're entertaining flicks. A pair of Michael Jordan's used boxers. They were on the auction block over the weekend, and someone paid. This is Michael Jordan we're talking about, the greatest basketball player of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Someone paid close to $3,000 for a pair of his used boxers, $2,784 for these boxers. Now, according to the listing, they showed evidence of um, they were used. There's <laughs> slightly used. The drawers were provided by Jordan's best friend or one of his friends and bodyguard, John Wozinski. He was on that documentary, Last Dance. He also had suits, coats, dress shirts, and ties that he put on the auction. If I'm Michael Jordan, I'd be like, dude, how'd you get my clothes and Give me my clothes back. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I, I, I don't think that's very cool. If, if I leave clothes at a buddy's house like hey man can i come pick them up don't auction them off and make thousands of dollars yeah exactly or at least share the share the goods (laughs) we'll have more dirt coming up in the seven o'clock hour dua lipa we've got your dua lipa tickets this week in the eight o'clock hour when you win heads up it's mix 94.1 mercedes in the morning welcome to another episode of mercedes in the morning show number 1490 and now here's your hosts mercedes and jc hey good morning and welcome to the show it is monday september 27th right around the corner from october it is creeping up want to start things off by saying good morning to art 
Ramirez. Art Ramirez, what is up? He came out to see me at Silver State School's Credit Union on Friday. And just a huge fan of the show. He says he listens every morning at 6 o'clock. And so I said, okay, you be listening on Monday morning at 6 o'clock. I will make sure I say hello to you. So I set the reminder. And I got my reminder. So good morning to you, Art. Thank you so much for stopping by. I ended up winning the Apple TV, oddly enough, which is so funny. That's awesome. And and good morning to you. And we we love everyone that listens to the show, and especially when you come up and say hi, and we get to say hi back on the air. So, Art. Make sure you download today's podcast, Art, so you can continue to hear us saying hello to you. Yeah, over and over. super sweet. <laughs> he, I cool. guess he was driving by, and he saw us, and uh, his, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife, but she stayed in the car, and he's like, yeah, she's like, you're obsessed. You're always, <laughs> you're always listening, and then I waved to her in the car. She's like, hey. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it was really funny. So how you doing this morning? I'm good. You know, yeah, Halloween is around the corner, and it's funny. Last year, my neighbor, he went all out, and I loved it. He did the same thing for Christmas, and he, his but his Halloween direction. Uh, decorations were over the top and i mentioned a few weeks ago he was outside kind of putting everything out i wasn't sure if he was going to set it up he was just getting things ready because nothing is up yet but i saw him yesterday when i was walking back from from getting the mail and it said a little conversation with him I'm like hey please tell me you're doing the halloween decorations again this year because they were really cool and he's like oh yeah next weekend's go time i'm like right on but then he pointed out a house two houses up he's like over the weekend they went big and i i noticed it last night two houses up They've got all these orange lights. They've got skeletons out front. They went all out, and uh, they went up this past weekend. And I'm like it. I, I, I'm here for it. It feels good seeing the Halloween decorations out. There's a, Yeah, they're already out in my neighborhood. Not all of them, but there are quite a few that are already out. And uh, I think this year it's going to be big. I think that, you know, compared to last year, it was kind of people were kind of concerned um, as well they should have been. I mean, it is a pandemic. And so it wasn't as big of a celebration. But I remember my daughter and I sat in the front yard. I set up a table and I laid out all the candy on the table and I sat like 10 feet back in chairs and we just sat there and watched people and they came up go ahead grab yourself a piece you know stayed away from everyone so we probably were gonna do something similar to that um this year just set it up and still keep our distance from people or at least wear a mask but yeah i I think that people are really excited that uh they're able to do some of the things they weren't able to do before it's on a sunday this year too yeah, that's kind of... Mm, that's a bummer. I know, right? I, <laughs> Monday morning, lots of tired children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But hey, you know what? You roll the dice with Halloween. That's how That's how, that's how it works. It Monday, happens. Tuesday, Wednesday, you yep. just got to celebrate when it is. It, it, and it's it's fun no matter what. You know there's going to be a lot of celebrations Friday and Saturday leading up to it, too. Yeah, the build-up, yeah. Are you doing any, like, are you going to dress up for Halloween with the kids and stuff? Uh, probably not. I usually don't. Uh, if I if I dress up, it's usually work-related, um, but... But I yeah, I've been dressed up just on my own for a while. Are you dressing up? No, same thing for Las Vegas now for the TV show. We, we do like a Halloween special every single year. And last year I was Pinhead, and the, the guy that did my costume was amazing. His name is Tom Devlin. He's got a monster museum out in Boulder City, and I know he listens to the show. He's a huge fan of the show. Uh, and he man, he had me done up, and that was just it was one of those things where I had to go there early in the afternoon. I had to be there at noon to get all the makeup put on. If you've seen that Hellraiser movie, the guy with all the pins sticking out of his head, and he put the the whole costume on at noon. And I had like three hours before the show, so I went to Starbucks. I went went to the drive through at Starbucks, and I remember I ordered my drink, and I forewarned her. I said, "Hey, just as a heads up." I'm wearing a Halloween costume. I don't want to scare you because I don't want to come around the corner. And she looks in the car, and there's Pinhead from Hellraiser in, in the car. So I gave her a heads up before I picked up my coffee. And she was all good. Yeah, she was good. I didn't scare her. Yeah, that's a, that's always frightening. I, I hate driving around wearing my Halloween costume. It's really embarrassing. People look at you at red lights like, yeah. 
I know I'm dressed as Chucky. How are you? <laughs> you forget. You forget. I, I know. I have no, my windows are not tinted, and I pull up to light, and people are like, "Why are you looking at me? What's your problem?" Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> Let's talk about today's show and the stuff that's going on. I mentioned it uh, last hour. Those tickets to Dua Lipa. We had them last week. We got them for you again this week. She'll be here in March of 2022. You know it's going to be a sellout. We got your tickets. Eight o'clock hour. Eight twenty-five when you win. Heads up, and then up next is what's trending. What do you got for us? Well, we've got a sneak peek at season two of Bridgerton. The change after 20 years on Survivor that has some people kind of upset. And the four items that you will be limited to purchase at one store. We'll tell you all about that coming up next on in What's Trending. Duncan Burns Arcade on Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the Mornings, What's Trending on Mix 94.1. Okay, here is what's trending. Bridgerton is trending this morning. Netflix released a first look at season two of the hit show. Yes, it is coming back. And this season is shifting the spotlight from Phoebe Dynavore's Daphne Bridgerton and Regé Jean Page's Simon Bassett to her older brother, Jonathan Bailey's Anthony Bridgerton. Now, in this clip, his character meets new character Kate Sharma, who is played by Simone Ashley. And uh, it doesn't sound like they get off to a very good start. Here's this. I was wondering if we'd meet again. So you might discern if my wit is acceptable. My manner's genteel. You were eavesdropping. It was hardly an effort, seeing as you were proclaiming your many requirements for a wife loud enough for the entire party to hear. You take issue with my requirements? I take issue with any man who views women merely as chattels and breedings. When you manage to find this paragon of virtue, whatever makes you think she will accept your suit? I shall bid you good night. It was spicy. In the clip, she obviously calls him out on his sexist nature, leaving him stunned, but obviously intrigued. No word on the release date for season two of Bridgerton, but I have a feeling it's it's coming soon if we're starting to see these little uh, clips of the show. Netflix, they dropped a bunch. I, I watched that one as well. I, I didn't really pay attention to the first season, but she, she seems sassy and she's not, you know, she's not a pushover. I like that. I like it too. Yeah, it should be good. I love the, that show. Go, sorry, oh, no, go say they also dropped uh, it's Stranger Things. They also dropped Ozark as well and Karate Kid uh, trailers for all of them. Did you watch the Ozark one by chance? No, I did not. Oh, so, so I'm, I'm watching it. So many things where you watch it and you're like, well, how did the show even end? Like, I, f- I forget how Ozark ended, so they, they play the next clip, and you're like, ah, it's not making any sense, I forget how the show ended. Oh, yeah, I, uh, no, I, I haven't seen it. I, I, that's why I always depend on the, previously on Ozark, when I start watching the recaps, season, yeah, you yeah. gotta watch those. Also trending this morning is Jeff Probst. The new season of Survivor just started last week, and after 41 seasons of the show, the host says he's going to change something that has been a part of the show for the last 20 years. On day one of the show, the host posed a question to the new castaways, and that was if he needs to retire the phrase, come on in, guys. He said, for 20 years, I've used one phrase to call people in for challenges. Come on in, guys. Love saying it. It's part of the show, but I, too, want to be part of the moment. So my question for you to decide for us in the context of Survivor is a word like guys okay, or is it time to retire that word? Well, a female contestant named Evie, she spoke out. She spoke out, and she said, "I personally think guys is okay. It's part of come, come in, guys. It's a signature expression. As a woman, as a queer woman, I do not feel excluded by guys." Then another contestant, a guy named Ricard, said, 
he thought about it and he says that it has that a lot has changed over 21 years and he thinks it's time to drop it. So Jeff went with his opinion and said it will now be come on in. <laughs> I just I find this so funny because he's trying to be all like, oh, you know, I just want to be sensitive, which I appreciate, you know, but the girl, the girl who, you know, would be the one offended by it. It's like, no, it's cool. I don't I don't mind it. And the guy's like, oh, I think we should change. It's like, I go with you, guy. <laughs> like, okay, so her opinion didn't matter. Uh, it, it just, to me, it was, I don't care. I don't care if you say, come on in, guys. Like, I know you're referring to us as a group of people, but I just think it's so funny that he's like, you know, I just don't want to, I, I want to be do the right thing. And she's like, oh, the right thing is fine. You're, you're good. He's like, no, I'll listen to him. I'll listen to the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we overthink way too many things nowadays. And I get it. There's certain things that need to be changed and whatnot. But, I mean, Jeff Probst saying, guys, I, why are we breaking this down? Really, Probstie. I don't think people have worked up over it. Yeah, but uh, he's changing it now. I know. Because the man said <laughs> the to said, change it. Drop it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also trending this morning is online dating. A new study says online daters decide whether to swipe right within one second. Now, when it comes to apps, people swipe without really thinking. How do people decide, though, to make the move? Well, researchers say it all comes down to judging a book by its cover. Simple as that. We didn't need researchers to tell us this. The attractiveness of a person is primarily what compels someone to swipe right. And dating apps like Match, Tinder, OkCupid, they're responsible for 10% of the long-lasting adult relationships in America. People are quick to respond to that stuff. I saw something, um, a stat when it came to like music. There's a lot of, we even have it if you uh, if you download the Odyssey app and you, you do Mercedes, she's got her channel, the Backyard Barbecue. I've got an 80s station uh, on there. And it offers a thumbs up, thumbs down feature, which doesn't skip the song, but there is a skip option. And there, the, the study is, is like people, if you don't like a song, they skip it within three seconds. Within three seconds. You know it, you'll like it, boom, skip it to the next one. Yeah, if it doesn't grab your attention, mm-hmm. and that's you know, that, that means if you're doing online dating, you better put your best face <laughs> forward because otherwise they're gone. Uh, finally, this morning, Trader Joe's is trending. The grocery chain is not taking any chances with unhappy, dissatisfied customers, and they are taking proactive steps to making sure that their in-demand, lower-cost items are there when you shop. So they're placing purchase limits on four high-demand products now, okay? Those four products are their Brazil Nut Body Butter, a much cheaper version of what they say is a very popular $45 cream. I'm guessing that's that Boom Boom Cream. I'm not sure, but they say theirs is only $5.99 at TJ's, and the limit now is one or two containers at a time. It's just so much cheaper than the brand name one, and it's just as good, so limit on that one. They have a limit now on Ubi Mochi Pancake and Waffle Mix. Apparently, everything Ube is snatched up there, and the $3.99 price tag really helps. So that one, it's limited to one box per visit. The Ube Tea Cookies, again, Ube, but you can buy two boxes, and that's it. And their Yoga Skeletons, that's the fourth item they're putting purchasing limits on. These are air plant holders that are in the form of yoga practicing skeletons. Big this time of year for obvious reasons. And they've set a limit on those three per Trader Joe's trip. So keep that in mind. And that is what's trending. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. Do you want to see Dua Lipa? We have tickets coming up 
in the 8 o'clock hour with Heads Up, so don't go anywhere. That is one of the hottest tickets in town right now. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a pair all week long in the 8 o'clock hour, so make sure you are listening for that. I have never heard of this term before. I don't even know really what it means or why it has to do with songs you haven't heard in a while, but a milk crate song. I don't What does that even mean? Milk mil carton. Milk carton oh, song. Milk mil carton song. Oh, did you... Uh, did you write Milk Carton? Oh, you wrote Milk Crate. Okay, that's why on our little sheet where we talk about things, it says Milk oh, it Crate. Oh, Crate last night? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what is a Milk Crate song? Is it like you put it in a crate of milk? or I, I couldn't figure that out. Okay, now that makes much more sense. Milk Carton, gotcha. So in the 70s and 80s, if you didn't know this, if this is new to you, 70s and 80s on the side of a, a, a Milk Carton, the milk, they would put, if, the, if someone was missing, they put it on the side. Missing, have you seen so-and-so? This is how long they've been gone for. Kind of thinking of everyone sitting down, having their breakfast in the morning, the carton of milk is out there, you're looking at the carton of milk, you'll see this missing person, and hopefully you'll, you'll spot them and, and, and find them. So I, I'm applying this to songs. To me, there are certain songs that were, that were hits, and they were on the radio all the time, we love them, and all of a sudden, boom, they just went away. Like, where do they go? So these are songs we need to put on the side of a milk carton. We need to find these songs, bring them back. And I bring this up because I'm walking into the gym on Sunday, yesterday morning, and I walk in, and there's a song playing, like, my gosh, I have not heard... That song in years, and we used to play it on this radio station. Do you remember the band Young the Giant? Yeah, I, I definitely know the band. Uh, this this song here, Cough Syrup. I've never heard this song oh, in my life. Oh, you haven't heard this song before? Never heard this song. Oh, that was a great song. It came out in 2010, 11 years ago. And I walk into the gym and I hear, I'm like, my gosh, I've never heard that song in forever. Huh. Did we play this on this station? Yeah, back in 2010, in the early uh, 2010, 2011, maybe. Yeah, I've never heard it before. That's crazy. So I went, I jumped online. I found a bunch of other uh, lost songs from, from the 2010s. And some of these we play still to this day. Some are forgotten. Uh, the band Fun. Remember the band Fun? Yeah. We play this one still. Oh, yeah. But they had this down as one of the lost songs. This song came out in 2012. Is there a song or band that you like that everyone just seems to kind of they forgot about. Um, there's a there was a song. I don't know if this was in the 2000s. I I think it was in the 90s actually, but I hadn't heard it in years. And we played it for the Friday Rewind this past Friday. I was just like, random. Where did this song come from? We've never played it in a Friday Rewind before. And it was by the the group Letters to Cleo, and the song's called Here and Now. And I was just like. Where did this come from? I didn't even know this was in our library, and I didn't know the band that sang it either. It's just once the song started playing, and I—it's one of those things. It's one of those things where uh, you kind of know the words, but you don't know the words. It's like, but then it's like here and now. That's I—I couldn't believe it. I hadn't heard that song in ages. Yes. I feel like it was in like a Reality Bites or one of those kinds of movies from the 90s. Was that it? I, I just, I'm listening to it and I'm like, we dug deep and I don't know if it was a request or... It just brought back, I wouldn't even say memories. I'm like, oh wow, where did this song go? <laughs> yeah, where did it go? 
Here's one from Patrick Stump. The song is called This City, and this one came out in 2011. Do you remember this song? This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born in Macy. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay here for life. Yeah, I love this song. It's such a good one. Where did this one go? We need to bring this one back. Some other ones that were that found here were... We talked about this one recently, but we haven't played it in a long time. Blurred Lines from 2013. I just remember thinking this video was so cool. Wow. Robin Thicke is so hot. I mean, he's very attractive, but wow. It was a very sexy video. Getting some text here. Uh, Metro Station, shake it. Oh, my gosh. I remember Metro Station played at one of our Bite of Las Vegases, and uh, people were going crazy for Metro Station. And that's um, Miley Cyrus's brother, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and That was a big draw. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Trace Cyrus. This one from Megan Trainer in 2015, Dear Future Husband. Do you remember this song? Wow. Yeah. Are, were these all your picks? Or were these just, did you find a list? Like, no, I, I, found, was like, I was like, wow, it's so random. I found it online. Oh, okay. The uh, Young and the Giant cough syrup inspired me to, to look up more songs that I completely forgot about. <laughs> and then this one here from the band The Wanted. I'm glad you came. Yeah, I like this song, too. I'll hear this every once in a while on some sort of sports compilation at the end of the year. They'll, they'll play, like, a bunch of clips and throw that one together. That's a good one, too. Uh see. What else are we getting here? Anything by the Plain White Tees. Uh, this City is My Text Tone for My Son. Yeah, that's such an underrated song. Anything by Lifehouse. Yeah, Lifehouse, like, they, they have waves where I hear them a lot, then they go away. Then they come back, and, you know, they're just, they're here, then they're gone. I, they're so good, though. They have so many hits. The guitarist from Lifehouse lives here in town. Oh, well, there you go. So now we have a plethora of knowledge. We have a Vegas connection to Lifehouse. <laughs> so, yeah, your milk carton songs, some of those songs, they just went away. Where'd they go? Bring them back. Up next is the hot three. What do you have for us? Is your boss spying on you right now? A lot of people felt like, okay, that happened when we were all working from home, but did it ever stop? Also, if you could only keep one streaming service, which one would it be? And a haunted house actor accidentally hurt a child. In uh, The story is kind of crazy. We're going to tell you all about it coming up next in the hot three. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? 
How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast. The Kid Leroy without you on Mix 94.1. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3, it is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. When workers retreated to their home offices at the onset of the pandemic, companies began using surveillance software to keep tabs on employees. Well, now, 18 months later, the number of large companies using such tools has actually doubled to 60%, and monitoring software is expected to get even smarter. Companies are tracking keystrokes face scanning workers, or even listening to audio outside of meetings, with some arguing that remote work surveillance has gone too far. Isn't that illegal to be listening into someone's conversation without them knowing it? Well, I, I think in Nevada, it's just a one-party state. Only one party has to be aware of the recording, I, I, I think. I, I like we when we were at home, we had our microphones on. And um, anyone, if someone was, but no one was here at the radio station. But for some reason, if an engineer or someone was here at the radio station, they were in a certain studio, they could hear our conversations. Like anything we were saying. Uh, people could hear back at the radio station. Well, the the other day, this was a couple of months ago, actually. Um, I, I I don't remember what I was trying to have done here. Something they were working on something on the computers in here, and then our engineer said, "Can I see your laptop really quick?" And I, it was there, and I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." And I remember seeing him take a picture of like whatever my serial number was on my computer, and I was like. Is everything okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And I was like, why Why did you take a picture of my laptop serial number? Like, what was that for? So I was kind of a little leery about that. <laughs> What's going on? Were they connecting something to it? Or? I, I know. He, he wasn't doing anything with my computer. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just very weird. So I... Like, are they monitoring something? Like, what the heck? What happened there? That is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I saw him doing it on yours, too. Maybe what? I was wrong. No, I, he didn't come when up When you to were it. in there and, and, like, he was working on something in there. And then I, I thought I saw him take a picture of something on your laptop. And I was like, oh, he's doing it to all of no. us. So it's all good. Uh-uh. <laughs> I at least I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if you were in there when it happened. I can't remember. Why would he take a picture of my laptop? No, I don't remember him going to the settings on my laptop. Yeah, it was it was very odd. So now I'm kind of like, hmm, okay, well. You know, every, everyone, everyone's listening. All our information is out there. What can you do? Yeah. Just roll with it. Also this morning, uh, so if you could only keep one streaming service like Netflix or Apple TV, what's the one service you'd keep? Someone polled Americans and the most essential streaming service is Netflix. It got almost twice as many votes as any other streaming platform. Here's how the people voted uh netflix 41 percent said it's the one the last one that they would cancel hulu was second followed by hbo max disney plus and prime video Ooh, what would, it, what would it be for you oh probably networks uh i yeah although we we started watching this weird show over the weekend on netflix and i don't know how i feel about it it's called squid game have you heard of it no <laughs> It's weird. It's a it's a Korean show, and it's about um you know those games you would play as a kid like you know um like tag or red light green light or you know all those kid games. 
Well, it's basically like a sir. It's like a Hunger Games with those games, and in Korea, so all these people who are severely in debt that have no money, they're offered a chance to be a part of this game, the the Squid Game, and so. They go and they're like, oh, sweet, I'm, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to be able to to make money. And they go and and they play these deadly games to win prize money. It's like the kid games, but deadly, like on red light, green light. They're like, green light. So all the people are running, 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 running. And then they're like, red light, stop. And then the people who are right in the front, they're like, and they shoot them. Like it's killing cre- people? Yes. They can't be killing it's people like, on TV. It's like Hunger Games, but it's it's called Squid Game. Are it's, they shooting the paint guns or something? No, they're dead. And then the people realize what they just signed up for. They're like, oh, my God. And then they all start running the other way. <laughs> like, Is it a prank where they're actors no, that get shot? They, they're killing people. No, like- no, no, no. It's a, it's a fictional show. It's, oh, it's not it a, a real. I it's thought not, it was a real thing. No, 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 I'm no, like, no. Oh, my gosh. It's a fictional <laughs> show. It's like a, it's a. I thought it was a real game no, show. No, no, Mercedes, no, no. This is not real. But it's just, it's crazy. So we started watching that this weekend. My daughter, she's, she, she's like, we have to watch Squid Game. We, and we started watching. I'm like, I cannot watch this. This is scary. Has anyone else watched it? What did you think? Like, she, she got through the entire season in one day. She, she was like obsessed. I think it's going to be one of those shows where. It's going to slowly pick up steam, and then it's going to be really popular. So you heard it here for Squid Game, if you haven't seen it yet. But it's just like we're all into Hunger Games, and those are kids killing other kids. I know. You know, they but were it was kids just like kids. eerie, because it was with like the games we played. And it's like tag, and then they like stab you. It's just, it was, it's really weird. But the upside is you're debt free if you make it through. Yeah, well, and I didn't get to the very end, so I don't know, I don't know what happens, but yeah, it's just very bizarre. I don't think it's a real thing, but it's not no, real. No, no, it's a, it's a fictional show. Um, Finally, this morning, this is not fictional, unfortunately. This is very scary. Haunted houses are already going up for Halloween, but maybe uh, they should have waited until they worked out all the kinks. Uh, an 11-year-old kid in Ohio went to a uh, haunted house near Cleveland with his mom last weekend. And one of the actors accidentally stabbed him in the foot. Thankfully, it wasn't serious. But the kid and his mom were going through this haunted house when a 22-year-old actor tried to scare them by scraping a real Bowie knife across the ground. Then he started stabbing the knife into the ground near the kid's feet. And unfortunately... The kid got a little too close. So he ended up stabbing the knife through the kid's crock and cut his toe. It only nicked him and they bandaged him up. And here's how much this kid loves Halloween. He insisted on finishing the haunted house afterwards. The actor admitted (laughs) using a real knife was a bad idea, but police determined it was an accident. The kid's mom did not want to press charges. They got those haunted houses where you have to sign a waiver because they're going to touch you and do stuff to you and dump stuff on you and all kinds of things. Would you do one of those? No, I just, I'm not a fan of haunted houses. I, you will not find me at one. I just do not like them at all. I scare so easily in these places. <laughs> um, just as far as the um, recording people goes, my friend who is in law enforcement just texted and she says, two party consent to record if the person has an expectation of privacy at your house, 
you could record others because they have no expectation of privacy. Audio, that is. Video, you can record at your house, but nothing in the bathroom, shower. That's why when you call 911, it says, this line is being recorded. Okay. So, so good information there. Thank you, my friend. Coming up here next hour, we do have The Dirt right around 7.15. Two hosts are Yanks from The View mid-show. What happened? Well, I've got the audio. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. Uh, 6.59. Thank you guys for joining us on this Monday back from the weekend. You, it's, okay, I want to bring up a couple of funny things. One, you had mentioned earlier that a uh, member of the group Lifehouse lived in town. Yes, the guitarist, Bryce, lives here in town. Okay, it always it, it always surprises me to know that like what celebrities live here. It, it's just... I feel like Las Vegas is a perfect place for if you are in the spotlight to kind of blend in and people don't notice you as much. It's kind of like New York, but a smaller version, because in New York, people do not care if you're a celebrity or not. You're literally walking down the street next to celebrities. They don't care. In L.A., I feel like it's a totally different beast. There's paparazzi everywhere. They're trying to track you down. They're chasing you, all that stuff. And so I I uh, feel like Las Vegas is another version of that. And I'm always surprised at the celebrities that that live here. So this morning I'm um I'm just sitting here and I'm working on stuff during the songs and listening to the music and uh I was on Twitter and I see that a celebrity liked one of my tweets and and I just all I noticed was the blue check mark um on one of the on one of the tweets and I'm like who's that? And I look and I'm like huh it's okay do you remember Oksana Bayul? Yes. The Olympic skating, like, didn't she want, win a gold medal? I, I just remember watching her in the Olympics back in the 90s. And she was, I remember that pink outfit. She was just amazing. And she was a world champion. She was the Olympic champion. Um, Just amazing. So she liked my tweet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oksana Bayul just liked one of my tweets and the tweet that she liked was I posted a picture of me and my daughter at the Golden Knights game last night. I'm like, how odd that she liked that picture of me and my daughter. So I click on her profile and it says Oksana Bayul follows you. And I'm like, what? When did she start following me? This is so weird. So I start scrolling down her profile and it's like Golden Knights this, Golden Knights that. Golden Knights, Golden Knights. I'm like, hold on a second. Are you telling me? Then there's Raiders. Like, she, she lives here in Las Vegas? She's like all in on Las Vegas sports. She lives here. I, I didn't know this. Did anyone know this? Oksana Bayul lives here? Or does she? Or is she just a fan of Las Vegas sports? No, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. And according to Wikipedia, as of January 2015, uh, it says she's married to her manager. Carlo, she now uses the name Oksana Bayou Farina, her manager's last name, and they reside in Las Vegas with their daughter, Sophie, who was born in 2015 as well. And their daughter is ice skating at City National Arena. Like, she has all these videos of her, and you see Golden Knights in the background. So I'm just like, what? How did this get past me? There's What celebrity lives here that you... Maybe you had a run in with them. Maybe you saw them at the grocery store doing regular people things. And you're like, and eh, they're just doing their own thing. Like, leave them alone. Um, I am just in complete and total shock seeing these videos. And, and I had no idea that she 
she was a Golden Knights fan. She's a Raiders fan. It's just, it's, I don't know. I was really taken aback by that. Has, has anyone had a celebrity run in just doing normal people stuff? Like you weren't out partying or anything. You were like filling your car up and then there's someone that's famous right next to you. 702-364-9400. Okay. I'm just looking at her Wikipedia page. Prior to her moving to Las Vegas, she lived in Bucks County. That's where I'm from. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. In 2012 to 2015, she was in, yeah, she lived in Bucks County, Upper Makefield Township. I know exactly where that is. It's like 15 minutes or so from uh, from my parents' place. That's hysterical. If anyone knows Oksana Mayul, can you get her to call the show? 702-364-9400. Or Oksana, if you're listening, please Call us. This is like one of the coolest things ever. She is, uh, we just got a text about this. Uh, she got the gold and Nancy Kerrigan got the silver in that same Olympics. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I remember watching that. That was the, that was the one, right? The Tanya, Tanya Harding thing. Yeah. 90, that stuff. 94, right? Is when Tanya Harding went down? I just, I don't know. I still kind of geek out about this stuff. Um, I'm like, wait a second. Why is she liking my Golden Knights picture? And then all of a sudden she's like total fangirl on that end. Okay, we're getting some calls here. Our number no. is stop it. Wait, I just had to reset. That's not true. Oh, what? Online line one. This is not true. Oh, okay. I thought it was Oksana. I'm like, what? Um, Austin, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, did you have a odd celebrity run in here? Yes, I did. What happened? So I found a dog in my neighborhood. I ended up calling the number, and the guy's like a little hesitant, and I just like, okay. And I meet him down the street from me at a place he picked. And lo and behold, it was Larry Bird, and I found his dog. What? what? Larry Bird lives here? Yeah, apparently so. If, if, <laughs> if fans that don't know, Larry Bird is the one of the most iconic, legendary basketball players of all time. Played for the Boston Celtics back in the day. Oh, my gosh. What, can you give us an approximate part of town that you were in? Uh, it would be the north side of town. Wow. How long has Larry Bird lived in Las Vegas? And we had no idea that he was here. And he lost his dog. He found Larry Bird. Yeah, dog. he was obviously, he lived close enough that he walked to me. So I can kind of guess where he is. Okay, wait a second. So did he give you a reward for finding his dog? No, it was just more of just like a thank you and everything like that, which was really cool. And, you know, I chatted with him for a little bit. So, I mean, it's always great to meet somebody and, you know, then just helping them out is always nice. And it was a good story to, you know, have. No kidding. That is just, I'm, I'm blown away. I had no idea. All right, Larry Bird, if you're listening to the show, let's get Larry Bird on the show right Can now. Can we was get it, Larry, Oksana, who else? <laughs> was it Larry, uh, he was on the Dream Team, was he not? For the Olympics, was that in 94? Was yeah. that earlier? Was that 92? That might have been 92. But yeah, so Larry Bird in the Olympics. How many Olympians can we get on the show by 10 a.m. this morning? Um, a Larry Bird tweet here. It says, uh, Larry Bird used to go to all the UNLV basketball games over the past, like, five years. Uh, this text says, saw Joe Coy getting lunch at Nacho Daddy. Saw OJ at Summerlin Hospital visiting his daughter. I saw George Wallace loading groceries into his car at Smith's. <laughs> These are great, you guys. Rudy Rudiger lives in Henderson. When I worked at Sky Zone about five years ago, Nicolas Cage came in to pick someone up. Um, I saw Lionel Richie at the grocery store. 
Does Lionel live here or is he just, was he just getting groceries when he was in town? Probably during his residency, yeah. maybe. We ran into Mike Tyson at the pumpkin patch like 10 years ago. I went to my niece's baby shower and it was Al B. Schur's house. What the heck? <laughs> what is happening? All these famous people. I had no idea. Jason Giambi's in town. We know that. Yeah. Oral Hershiser's in town. We know that. Oh, I, I I used to go to the same spin class as Rudy Rudiger's daughter. It was so crazy. Cheryl. Cheryl and I used to go to Soul Cycle together. Debbie Gibson, right? Debbie Gibson. And she like just lives in a regular neighborhood. Like she takes out her trash. Like it's just it's it's crazy. I don't know. We're running out of time, but Wayne's got one with Randall Cunningham. He's been here for 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 years, and a listener sent us a note a while back that he's a pastor here in town, and she was he was her pastor. And I remember her saying that like they just was like think of your pastor, and she would talk to him about stuff and everything else. And it wasn't until like a year after the fact that someone pointed out that he is Randall Cunningham and what his past was. She had no idea. It's yeah, it is really interesting. All the people that are kind of incognito here, <laughs> you just don't know it, but you're shopping next to them at Smiths. Coming up here about ten fifty minutes we do have the dirt and two hosts are yanked from the view mid-show on air why i've got the audio coming up any news from oksana i haven't seen anything yet i was just looking oksana Bayul tweeted me and we're trying to get her to call into the show <laughs> we didn't know she lives but so right now oksana is not found she is on the clock so 10 a.m oksana you got to call the show we never gossip or would we Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. This was a pretty odd moment on The View on Friday when panelists Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin were pulled off the air mid-show right before Vice President Kamala Harris was supposed to join them. I'll explain what happened in a second, but here's how it went down live on Friday morning. Two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and, uh, and, and we're going to bring Sonny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. We'll so- tell you why in a couple of minutes. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So vice president. No. No. Okay. Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. It's a little bit of a chaotic moment. So Anna and Sonny had tested positive for COVID. And so the vice president, she ended up doing the show from a different studio as a precaution. So she was supposed to come out. They get these results back. Two of the hosts are positive. Get them off set. We're about to bring the vice president out. No, let's not bring her on this set because if they're positive, this set could be contaminated. Yeah. They move her next door. So after the show finished taping, it was announced that Sonny and Anna had tested negative. It was a false positive. For the record, both of them are vaccinated, but it was kind of like a that was the producer you heard saying, you two got to leave. They're like, what? What? Okay. Walk off the set right they now. They did it with no questioning. I would have been like, why? <laughs> No, I'm not leaving till you tell me why. Tell me exactly why. Mitchell, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. I, good for them. They they follow direction much better than I do because I would have been like, I demand an answer. You can tell everyone here you're you're positive. What? Oh my gosh! How could you embarrass me like that? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a crazy moment. Here's another crazy moment. Machine Gun Kelly found himself in the middle of another feud over the weekend while performing at the Louder Than Life Festival. This was in Louisville on Saturday. MGK got into it with a concert goer. So he gets off the stage into the crowd, and then this fight breaks out after an unidentified man in the crowd. If you see the video, he just walks over and shoves Machine Gun Kelly for no reason as he's singing. So security gets involved, and so did uh, Machine Gun Kelly, who threw a punch. It's unclear from the video whether the, he, he made contact with the guy, but he was able to finish the, the rest of his set without an issue after security pulled down this, this guy away. But 
who knows why this guy was provoked. He steps down into the crowd, and this guy just walks up and pushes him. Well, some people are just, they just want to be famous for stupid <laughs> reasons. So Now, speaking of security, Billie Eilish, she scolded security for not doing their job during her set at the Governor's Ball in New York City on Friday. Here is the audio from Billie on Friday. And pay attention to after she, she calls out security, and then boom, she goes right back into her song, not missing a beat. Jumps back in here for a second. One job, please. Now, there's no word on what she was complaining about, but she finished her song. And, uh, you know, I think the singers, that's great that they do that. They have a different vantage point. When you're up on stage looking out at the crowd, yeah. security's on the ground. They might not see a fight or something, you know, something that's happening. They don't see it, so she, she, she pointed it out to them. They're just standing there enjoying the show. <laughs> this is awesome. I love the perks of this job. Oh, wait, I got to break up something? So What? <laughs> That's got to be hard being security at like a sporting event or something where your back is to the, the field. Your back is to the ice. Your back is to the, the ring if you're in a wrestling show. And you're just watching the crowd and you're watching everyone applaud and excitement. You're like, what is happening behind me? I can't look. Yeah, well, obviously there was one person that was not <laughs> paying attention. Drake's certified lover boy is the number one album in the country for a third week in a row. I'm too sexy for this, sir. Too sexy for your girl. Too sexy for this world. Too sexy for this. Now, Drake's albums have spent a total of 30 weeks at number one. Very impressive, but it's not a record. So Taylor Swift and her albums have spent 42 weeks at number one. Uh, Adele's albums have spent 34 weeks. And the leader who's had their album spend 132 weeks at number one. You want to take a guess as to what band has had their album spend 132 weeks at number one? Oh, gosh. Imagine Dragons? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Close. The Beatles. Oh, okay. <laughs> Megan is calling in. She was at the festival. Uh, she has a comment about MGK. You were there and saw it. Megan, what happened? Uh, yeah, so the backstory is is that Machine Gun Kelly was trashing Slipknot and Corey Taylor, and they've been feuding for the past week or so. So when you go to a rock festival like that with a bunch of Slipknot fans, it's only natural that you're probably going to get booed off the stage. Yeah, I That's saw it earlier that they were getting into it. Like He was talking about you know them being clowns and wearing clown makeup and stuff like that, <laughs> but I didn't realize that it, it went to that. So yeah, you got to expect uh, some backlash on that. If a crowd is booing you, maybe you shouldn't step down into the crowd. Step down into the, uh, the beast of the belly there. And last note on the albums here, Little Nas X and Montero, that debuted at number two. So Drake was number one. 171,000 albums were sold. Lil Nas X, very impressive at number two. 126,000 albums were sold. So it's a big week for him with his with his album. Now coming up next hour, this is a big ticket. Dua Lipa is going to be here in March. We did these tickets last week. We got them for you again this week. They're yours next hour when you win heads up right around 825. Mix 94.1, it is Mercedes in the morning. Welcome back to Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. This survey came out and they asked kids, what subjects do they wish they had in school? What are classes that they wish 
were actual school subjects. And I know we've talked about this for us before. That's like, man, I wish there was a class on this when I was a kid. That would have helped me so much more when I grew up to be an adult. And I, I think that it's interesting to maybe see the difference in the classes that we look back and wished were school subjects and the classes that kids wish that they were learning about now. If you're a junior listener, if you're one of our farm team members, our younger listeners, what class do you wish that they had in, in school now? What's something that you wish that your teachers taught you? 702-364-9400. I know we've talked about some like, what is a you know a class on fi- like financing and buying a home, uh, life insurance, mortgages, stuff like that, that I didn't even know about until I became an adult and I was so clueless, right? Yeah, budgeting, the how, how it comes to, to buy your first home. I remember my wife and I went to look for a house. We just started looking at houses and we found one and then we're like, oh, we don't qualify for that kind of house. Okay, I see how the process works. Yeah. Get qualify first, see how much money you would have to get a house, and then you start looking around. The <laughs> guy opened her there. Yeah, yeah. This, let's do this one, you guys. We'll do a mortgage. Well, check this out. So um, I'm going to save number one. What do you think is the number one class that, that kids today want to take? The number one thing that they want to learn about today, 702-364-9400. I'll, I'll tell you about some of the other ones. Uh, I have the top 30, so I'll just go through some of them randomly. Um, one is what is how to forgive people. I mean, think about that. That's a class on how to forgive people. I think that could do very well for a lot of people. I think a lot of adults could take that class, don't you? One of us, someone was texting and saying, yes, we agree with that. <laughs> how to be a better listener. These are from kids. These are classes that kids want to take how to be a better listener um how to tie my shoelaces <laughs> valid valid do you do the two bunny ears way or do you do the one ear around and through the hole i do so you're talking about single knot versus double knot is what you're talking about no not double knot um just when i first taught my kids how to tie their shoelaces i had to do the two bunny ears and then you 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 wrap those and pull it through the hole with the, but the one is the one they use now with um I'm probably not doing a good job. No, I, I think was, I remember when I learned how to tie my sho- I was on my back on our back patio. I remember it was such an accomplishment to tie my shoes. Now I just do a single knot, but when I'm about to run, I go double knot. Double knot mm-hmm. it. Let's talk to Chasen, who is one of our junior listeners. Chasen's 14 years old. Good morning. Good morning. What is a class, Jason, that you wish you could take? Something, what do you want to learn about in school? I want to learn how to buy a car. What a great, great answer. Because there's a lot that goes into buying a car. You've got to know what you're talking about, the negotiation. Uh, that, surprisingly, was not in this top 30 list. What's your number one question when it comes to buying a car, Jason? Um... How to, like, fill out the paperwork easier? Yeah. Yeah. We wish we could answer that. (laughs) And I wish we could do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for calling, Jason. Let's talk to Mia, who is also one of our junior listeners. Mia is 11. Hi, Mia. Oh, you don't know. Oh, hey, there you go. How's it going, Mia? She's being shy. Oh, she's shy. Well, what, mom, tell us what Mia wants to learn. 
She wants to learn more about taxes. About taxes. Mm. Yeah. That's just so confusing. And it's like, what tax bracket am I in? Things like that. How much should I withhold? These are questions that many of us as adults have. I'll give you the top five. What kids say they wish were school subject. Number five, how to eat healthy. Four, how to be good at video games. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you do it. They hear the cheat codes. Your favorite video games. Number three is how to cook my favorite meal. Great one. Number two, how to look after pets. And the number one thing class that kids wish were school subjects, how to be a YouTube star. (laughs) That is number one, how to be a YouTube star. I, I have to say, I was very impressed with some of the other ones. How to be proud of myself, how to make people laugh how to understand my feelings, how to look after plants. <laughs> like Those are really good. How to be a YouTube star. That's that's their world. I mean, that's how you become a celebrity, right? Yeah. Maybe we need to have a feelings class. What are you taking this semester? Feelings 101. You're going to learn how to forgive, learn how to listen, learn how to, um, you know, all kinds of feelings. It's, it's good stuff. Some of us are still dealing with yeah. that, right? <laughs> okay. Up next is the hot three. And so what do you got for us? Okay. Well, a lot of people adopted pets over the pandemic and now there's some pet regret we're going to talk about that coming up also what are some little ways that you can save big money and a woman just really wants to keep that spark alive with her boyfriend wait until you hear the extreme measure she took so she could spend a little more time with him it's all coming up next in the hot three that is Olivia Rodrigo. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. We got a text from Billy. She's listening on the Odyssey app. Wants some Beyonce. Billy will do your Beyonce right after the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. And Hot 3, it is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. When people stayed home during the earlier months of the pandemic, pet adoption was at an all-time high. Now that a lot of us are back in the office, there has been a wave of pet regret. Researchers found that nearly half of people age 18 to 34 regret their decision to get a pet during lockdown, and a third of people age 35 to 54 say they they feel the same way. The most regretted pet that they got during that time was a rabbit. Aww. Poor bunnies. Always felt like Having a bunny rabbit was tough because bunnies are meant to hop around and roam free. And it's hard when you have a bunny in the home. You kind of you got to keep it in a cage. And so, um, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I feel bad because, yeah, I know a lot of people. I know like three or four friends who adopted animals and none of them, as far as I know, have any regret on that end. But um, I think it was because we were all at home and, you, you know, maybe a little lonely. You thought, hey, I give this animal the perfect home and now that you're gone and they're all by themselves and it's like oh i didn't fulfill my end of that bargain oh, i feel so I, i've heard that yeah people bringing their pets back and bunnies there's always a rise on bunnies around easter time but i mean during the pan i mean it was a great time to be with your pets during the pandemic because you're home all the time so you can really especially if you had a puppy or something attend to it 24 uh, 7 and take care of its needs but just not thinking ahead that yeah we're getting out of the pandemic and we're gonna get back to our routines and can your routine sustain having a puppy at the house? And a lot of people can't. That separation anxiety, it's big already. But 
top on, on top of that, the fact that you were home twenty four seven before that's uh, that's a lot for that's them. All they know. Um, also, this morning. So, do you have any little tricks for saving money? Someone did a poll and found that the average person estimates that their small mo- small money saving hacks save them a total of five hundred and seventy eight bucks a year. Here are some of the most common things people say they do to save money. One is making sure you turn the lights off to save on electricity. Putting on a sweater instead of turning up your heat, using coupons and discount codes, comparing prices online, and saving on gas by walking or riding a bike. Some of the others include packing a lunch, shopping around for utilities like changing your internet provider to get a deal, looking for buy one, get one deals at the store, uh, buying things used or refurbished, and skipping a gym membership and working out on your own. A few others that made the list, buying stuff in bulk. Cutting your own hair, that does not sound like a smart decision. <laughs> and growing your own fruits and vegetables. It's just looking for deals for me, just try to find deals. I was in Phoenix over the weekend to, to go to that racing school, and I had booked a ticket. Thinking Southwest would be the best airline to fly to Phoenix. They fly there all the time. They're, they're, they go back and forth. And so I booked a, a flight to Phoenix, and it was like, I don't know, like $125. And then my wife's like, check American Airlines, punch around. And I found a flight for 50 bucks to fly down phoenix nice it's just for me it's just punching around finding deals then when i got there i had a budget rental car lined up and the line was huge man there's a long line there's no line at enterprise so literally in the rental car place popped over my laptop pulled up enterprise they had cars booked it and it was like 30 40 bucks cheaper than my budget rental car just you gotta take a look around for deals yeah Yeah, they're out there he's gotta find them finally this morning a main woman schemed to spend more time with her boyfriend by calling in a pair of bomb threats at his workplace. This, the romance, I mean, wow. <laughs> Kayla Blake is accused of reporting the dual threats and separate phone calls to Maine State Police just hours apart. In the first call, she allegedly threatened to place an explosive, uh, an explosive at the Puritan Medical Products Plant in Pittsfield where her boyfriend works. Then two hours later, the woman allegedly said she planned to leave four pipe bombs near the plant. The threat forced both of the company's Pittsfield plants to shut down for the day. About 400 workers were evacuated or told not to come in, and manufacturing was halted. Investigators were able to trace the phone calls back to Blake, who reportedly confessed to the threats and said she did not have any bombs. She will be charged with felony terrorizing. I I mean, if you're her boyfriend, are you... Are, I mean, how mad are you? Because I'm guess I, I'm guessing he's going to face some repercussions. For yeah. this. I don't know this for sure, but how embarrassed and how mad are you? Unless it was his idea, but still, that's just awful. Hey, tell me to do it. Jeez. Coming up here at the eight o'clock hour, there's tickets to Dua Lipa. We got them again this week, all week long. Eight twenty-five. When you win, heads up. You get those tickets to Dua Lipa. Here it is for Be- uh, for Billy. It is Beyonce. It's Mix ninety-four point one. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning, Monday morning. It is 758. I hope you guys had a great weekend. This weekend, um, I I went to, I didn't talk about this last week. Uh, I think I may have mentioned it briefly once just because I don't know how to respond when people say, their reaction to 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 this and basically what it was is 
uh, a friend of mine passed away uh, last week and she, um, she, she was one of my bridesmaids in my wedding. I, she was one of my first friends in Las Vegas and she passed away this past week, um, after a battle with cancer. And it was just, it, it was really sad. I didn't like talking about it because I got upset, um, talking about it, but also because I don't know how to respond What's the first thing you say when you find out someone lost a loved one? Sorry for your loss. I'm sorry, sorry to hear the loss. news. Yeah. And and I say the same thing to people. The exact same thing. I'm so sorry for your loss. And I don't know what it is about that phrase when it's said to you regarding someone that you're not related to. I feel like I am getting a phrase that should only be given to family, if that makes sense. I feel like I, I'm so confusing when I, when I talk about this. I posted, I was like, I was just in a, I was really sad on Saturday, right before I was going to her celebration of life. I was really sad and I was just thinking about it. It's like when people say, I'm sorry for your loss when she was a friend, like she has a husband, she had sisters, her mom, um, they were all there. So for someone to tell me, a friend, I'm sorry for your loss. I almost feel guilty for accepting that. So in order to avoid that, I just didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't say anything about the situation, even though I was sad about it and I did want to talk about it. Does that make any sense? Or do I sound, am I just confusing everyone? No, I don't think confusing anyone, but I, I think you, you suffered a loss as well. She was a friend of yours, a very close friend that was in your, as you mentioned, your bridal party. You lost someone. And, and so I think that's very natural and common whether I never, I've never thought about it that way. If if I lost a friend and someone says sorry for your loss, I I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. It just shows that they're they're thinking of you and you are in their thoughts, and that's that, that's what people say to other people. I mean, um, just because you're not related doesn't mean you don't suffer a loss. You suffered a loss with your friend. It's very hard to deal with. It's something you've been dealing with quite some time. And so for someone to say to you sorry for it, I don't think it's wrong for someone to say it to you. I don't think it's wrong for you to accept that either. Yeah, I, I, I guess I just feel like, um, and someone sent me, I, I got so many nice messages in response to it. Someone sent me, um, a phrase and I'm trying to find it. She was saying how, okay, here it is. She said, it's like the whole thing about a candle, not losing anything by lighting another candle. This is your loss too. And it's a loss for anyone whose lives she touched. You're not comparing the level of loss to her family or husband by feeling that condolences are appropriate for your loss, too. I can't speak for your friend's family, but when I've lost people close to me, I've been happy if loads of people receive condolences. That means that your loved one was loved by others and made an impact in others' lives. How sad for the family if the loss wasn't felt deeply by people that your friend was close with at different times in her life. So that being said... I am so sorry for your loss. Um, and it's true. I just, I don't know. I, I was really bottling that up last week and I just felt really off and I feel better speaking about it now, especially after Saturday and, and we went and it was, it was a celebration. It was, you know, people that I hadn't seen in years and it was almost like my, 
do you ever feel like you have rounds of friends in life? Like you stay in contact with them, but like this was my first group of friends when I moved to Las Vegas and we would play a softball and we would go to the bar afterwards. This is like pre kids. These, um, my, my two girlfriends, they were my bridesmaids because they were my first friends in Las Vegas. And I remember I was so nervous to ask them because I was like, are we on that level? Like I, I really want them to be my bridesmaids. And I remember that night asking them like, Hey, would you guys be my, I didn't do any fancy like presentation. Here's a box. Be my bridesmaid. I literally just said, would it be, um, would it be crossing the line if I asked you guys to be my bridesmaids? And my friend Jane, who who passed away, she goes, hell no. And I was like, yes. So they were my bridesmaids. That's how I asked them. Like, it was just really cool. It is. It is there's so many interesting things here. It, 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 I think a lot of people can relate to that, too. Just those kind of like circles of friends that kind of they're still friends of yours. But the, the intensity of your relationship kind of goes in waves and stuff here. You may not see him as much. You mentioned a, a buddy of mine, Imran, that was there. Imran and I, he's a fraternity brother. I still consider him a friend. If I saw him, I know he could pick things up and have a great conversation and a good time. But I go back to the 90s, kind of when you came to town, but like 95 to, to 99, he was heavily in my life. But just kind of, you know, you go down these different paths. Uh, you know, life takes you down different roads and different journeys. And sometimes those paths cross again you connect those friendships but you always have that bond that's it's really cool to always have that bond with someone we uh i i ran into the him at the at the thing i'm texting you the picture we took a selfie just for you Aww. i meant to send it to you that night but he's he's like let's take a picture for jc and i was like okay let's take a picture so <laughs> I, I love this i, I have a, i'm gonna start a folder now because you ran into my other buddy larry at life is beautiful and he sent a picture that you guys took oh together. yeah, he, yeah. He, he asked for it i was like sure we'll take yeah the picture of mercedes and jc's friends <laughs> fantastic yeah it, there was a there was a show that i was watching and and um so someone on the show they they lost someone in, in, in their life and they were at a funeral and their friends were showing up and four friends rolled in there together and the first three friends said i'm sorry for your loss i'm sorry for your loss sorry for your loss they get to the fourth friend and he tried to drop something very um, prolific on her and say something very deep and just lost his train of thought. And, and the show, the character goes, I, I was going to say sorry for your loss. But Ted they Lasso. Said, yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to any spoilers. Oh, oh uh, OK. But uh, so, yeah, the character that says that I'm like, that is so true. I think people try to overthink what they're going to say to someone when when someone passes away. We're as simple as like you're, you're in my prayers or sorry for your loss. I think that just goes so far. The, uh, someone just texted, the phrase has always made me feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. So I have chosen to say, I sit with you in your heartache. And that's really beautiful. That's uh, that I, I always say um, sending you my love. Um, that's that's what I, that's it. Sending you my love. And I, you know, if I'm if I'm not with them and I post something, uh, if I see them, I'm like give me a hug i'm here for you if you need me um sorry for your loss i just felt like it was taking away something from the family and i you know i i hadn't seen her in a in a couple of months and i just felt like oh i I can't i can't talk about it because people are gonna say sorry for your loss and Hmm. that's reserved for the family but it was really it was nice to be around people from like that stage of my life you know and and we're all saying we gotta we gotta stay you know connected we gotta do this for her we gotta go out together and so i'm hoping we keep we make good on that but you know it's just i we get busy people have busy lives it's, well, I'm not going to say sorry for your loss, Sam, but just let you know that, you know, we're, we're here for you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Sad stuff. Okay, coming up here, we do have those tickets for you to go see Dua Lipa, T-Mobile Arena. She'll be here in March of 
next year, 2022. You know the thing's going to sell out. We've got your tickets coming up here in about 15 minutes. We die. The Kid Leroy kicking off 60-plus minutes commercial-free. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning, and those tickets to Dua Lipa, we have them for you in less than five minutes. Mercedes, about 15 minutes ago, you were talking about um, your bridal party, and when you asked your your friends to be a bridesmaid, was it an over-the-top production to, when you asked the ladies to be in your wedding party? No, just like I mentioned before. I uh, See, I didn't know how it worked, honestly. I didn't really have any thing to compare it to um my mom never told me like this is what you do or i don't even know if it was a thing but i i just we were out one night and i really wanted them to be um two of my bridesmaids i already have my sister she was my maid of honor my cousin was one of my bridesmaids and then my two girlfriends uh jane and becky and and i we were out one night having beers <laughs> after a softball game and i was like hey uh i don't know if this is weird but is it weird if I ask you guys to be my bridesmaids and and Jane's like hell no? <laughs> oh, that's the best response. And like that was the that was the way. I didn't give them any little gifts. I didn't have like a surprise box for them. Um, I've been asked to be a bridesmaid and I got like the whole royal treatment. I actually had a tremendous amount of guilt after the fact. Like I did that the wrong way. I was supposed to give them presents to ask them, but I just asked them in a bar and that was it. And they said, yes, so it worked. How does it work? And have you had one of those over, over the top invites and do you, do you, do, are you doing that right now? If you're asking someone to be in your bridal party, 702-364-9400, because, uh, for my wife, a dear friend of ours, she is just got engaged. She's getting married. And she asked my wife. They were talking after she got proposed to and they're on the phone. And she asked my wife over the phone. My wife's like, absolutely. I would love to be a bridesmaid. And literally the next day, there was one of those beautiful packages was at the front door with candles and cups. This whole thing was just gorgeous. But my wife didn't do that for her girlfriends. But I didn't give my my buddies gifts. But I did like, I don't know. I, same thing. I didn't know how to ask them. I thought it was supposed to be like a special night. And I remember I wanted to ask each of them individually in person. So I took them out to dinner. My two buddies, Mike and Greg, were the, the first ones I asked, and we went to sushi dinner. I'm like, guys, you know, we've been friends now since 1995, and you mean the world to me and to Laura, and I just wanted to know if you would, you would stand up for me at my wedding. They're like, what? I'm like, would you stand up for me? They're like, stand up. I don't have enough chairs, so <laughs> like, could you guys stand in the back, please? They're like, what? I'm like, will you be one of my groomsmen? They're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, cool, thank you. Got that out of the way. <laughs> and then asking my best man, uh, Gil, in my, in my wedding, same thing. I'm like, will you be in my wedding? And he's like, yeah, sure, dude. I'm like, well, will you do something extra special? <laughs> it, was just, it was like, I'm asking him to go steady with me. <laughs> You're like a John Hughes movie oh from gosh. the 80s. And then all of a sudden, this song starts playing this romantic song. Will you stand up for me? I'm like, will you be not only my man, but my I'll best man? I'll stand by you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, sure. What, what, when did that start? Was it always that way or did I screw that up? And, and did you kind of screw that up? Were we supposed to shower them with gifts? Steph, have you ever been in a wedding or I know at your wedding, it was kind of like a very private affair. So you didn't, did you, you didn't even have a bridesmaid, right? No. Um, so I've never been in a wedding, at least not yet. Um, and I've, when I had a wedding with my husband, it wasn't really a wedding and we kind of eloped. It was my sister-in-law and my cousin as witnesses, but never really needed like, hey, can you be my bridesmaid? No, I didn't have any, but we want to still, we still want to have that party. So I didn't think about that stuff. I didn't think about invites or the customization gifts or anything like that. Okay, you don't have to have her in your wedding party if you don't want to, but I want you to ask Mercedes to be a bridesmaid, okay. and I want you to really put some oomph into it, and I'll play some music too. You ready? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. 
Mercedes? Yes, Stephanie. You're like a big sister to me. Oh, thank you. I, I wear that badge proudly. And I just wanted to ask a really important question that might affect our relationship. Yes, Stephanie, I do have a t- tampon you can have. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to take that one. Thank you, Mercedes. Noted. <laughs> if you ever need to borrow one, I've got some. I've got some in here. They're hidden in this in my studio. They don't have them in the ladies' room here, though? Uh, they used to, and then they just disappeared. Like, they had them free-for-all in a box, uh-huh. so I took a bunch, <laughs> and I think everyone else did, too, and so now I have them hidden in here so if you ever need one i i got some you take it right before the pandemic like there's gonna be, i need to collect these things <laughs> well i've always i'm always like in the wrong place when when i need one aren't we all right ladies yeah. <laughs> but um yes steph i will also be your price <laughs> oh Hell i wasn't yeah. gonna ask that i was just gonna ask about the tampon <laughs> oh way to ruin that no. precious moment that was great that Delightful. Was great. we want to call our 20 right now 702 364-9400. The phones are already ringing. You guys know the music. I love it. 702-364-9400. You're caller 20. You're playing heads up and check out this prize. Everybody wants these tickets. They're tickets to see Dua Lipa. She's going to be at the T-Mobile Arena. It's part of her future nostalgia tour on March 25th of next year. You want to go? Just be caller 20 right now. Pick your category. Pick your partner. Get six answers in 60 seconds and you are going to win. Caller 20 plays 702-364 9400. Little Nas X Montero, his album debuting at number two. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the Morning. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Okay, let's get our contestant on the line. Stephanie, your caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? I am. Okay, we've got five categories for you to choose from this morning. Do you want to go with Eat Some Chicken? Taking a vacay, I love you a latte, old school boombox, or beat of the music? Uh, We'll do the chicken one. The chicken one. Eat some chicken. Okay, September is National Chicken Month, so these are all different ways that you can eat chicken. Who do you want to pick as your partner? Uh, Let's go with JC. All right. All right, Stephanie, here we go. We got 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct. You get those tickets to Dua Lipa. We start now. You get these at McDonald's. Chicken nugget. Yes. Yeah, Buffalo Wild. Wings. Yes. Okay, this is, um, okay, if it was a sweet, it'd be apple or pumpkin, but it is um, chicken. Um, it's like, uh, there's chicken inside there. There's like carrots and peas inside it. It is. Uh, uh, chicken pot pie. Yes. Um, okay, this is a uh, uh, chicken, but you put a certain type of cheese on top of it. Uh, pass. Okay, pass. Um, this is, um, you would go into the grocery store and get this hot in like in a plastic container and take it home. Uh, fried chicken? Uh, no, it's it's healthier. It's clean. Um, it is a uh, uh, oh rotisserie. Chicken? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is okay. Ladies have these. Uh, we all have them, but ladies are they're more voluptuous on a woman. Um, it is um, chicken thighs. Oops, sorry, well, no, sorry, no, sorry. Not, not thighs. Go higher. Uh, on your uh, breast. Yes. Uh, this uh, a, a, a white sauce. It is um, it is uh, with noodles. A white sauce. It's creamy. It is um, chicken. Yeah. Yes! Wow. Just in time. You got it. Thank you. Stephanie, you are good. And you, so we excited. had like one second to spare on that one. And because of that, you got six and 60 seconds. Tickets for you to see Dua Lipa at T-Mobile Arena. 
That is so awesome. What an amazing show that is going to be, Stephanie. You are going to have a blast. Congratulations. And we'll have more of these tickets with Heads Up all week long. Yours are coming up tomorrow morning. And be listening in the 9 o'clock hour because the winning continues. We will have your Apple HomePod Mini to give away coming up right around 930. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning, 836. Coming off of the weekend. And man, I it was a busy one for me. But one thing I know I, I, I had to stay away from was doing any sort of partying after the previous weekend. Life is beautiful. I said, I am not. <laughs> I had enough that past weekend. I am taking it easy this weekend. Did you, I mean, as partying, is it going out and stuff? Were you, were you drinking heavily? Not life at is all. Beautiful? Oh, yeah. Life is beautiful Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. That was not, a, that was not smart. <laughs> Friday night, fine. And I think it's because I have my kids with me. And then Saturday, I was, we were with friends. And then I was like, woo! <laughs> Let's have some fun! And so, yeah, that was a, that was a mistake. That is so fun. Because we went to, to Life is Beautiful on, on Friday night uh, last weekend or two weekends ago. And we, we my wife and I did our sushi dinner. And I didn't have anything to drink because I was driving us down to Life is Beautiful. And we get there. My wife uh, says to the bartender, she goes, you know what? It's been a while since I've done a sake bomb. Let's do some sake bombs. And she did three sake bombs before oh, yeah, we got yeah, down yeah. there. Life is Beautiful. She was ready to go. Uh, I was, uh, I, at one point I'm like, I was drinking like the spiked seltzers. And I turned them, and they were the big ones, not the little baby ones. Uh-huh. They were like the the huge ones. And I had I had one in my hand. I go, "Is this my second or third? And he looks at me, goes, third. I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> like, that's not good." So I was like, "This weekend, I am clean. I am good. I think I may do sober October." I just was like, "That that that put me off on drinking for a little while." Steph, you went out this past weekend. You and your your friends and stuff. Did you guys take it to it this weekend? We did. I'm regretting it a little bit this morning, but ugh, I mean, I'm just not as young as I used to be. When we're all together and we haven't seen each other in so long, we get so excited and we're like, "Come on, shot, shot, shot!" So we drank a lot this past week and, and my one of my friends who doesn't really come out to Vegas that much is I've kind of found out why and we were at the we had table service and it was really fun and one of the bottles we had was Patron and I was like oh my gosh I haven't had a Patron shot in forever and I was like come on Jen let's take a Patron shot she goes oh no girl I can't do tequila <laughs> I'm like, what? I see you downing the Hennessy. I saw you with the Jameson. And she goes, I could do anything but tequila. And I found out back in 2015, the last time she came to Vegas, she ended up in the ER because of tequila. What? Yeah. Wow. That uh, tequila scares me. It scares me. There's just no way. It Not this weekend, though, right? No, no, no. Oh, I, I'm done. I'm done with it. I think I might do Sober October with you. Yeah, Mercedes. let's do it. I'm all for it. I am tired. <laughs> Wait, but you, JC, you still haven't yet to try seltzer, right? Yeah, I haven't tried the, uh, the, the, I always call it Tiger Claw. It's White Tiger. What's the stuff called? White Claw. White Claw. White Claw. I haven't tried White Claw yet. <laughs> I haven't tried any of that stuff. I'm, I'm a, I, I stick to what works for me. No, I'm done experimenting. So I, I know that vodka works well with me. The wines work well with me. But I'm, I'm down to try it. I'm down to try the claw. It's, it's just nice because it's low calorie, low sugar, and it, you know, you get drunk. <laughs> if, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, that's why I like it. But I will say the hangovers on, on Spike Seltzers are kind of, 
They're not like wine hangovers. I, I like wine hangovers. I don't really get them. But the if I drink too much of the spike seltzer, one or two, totally fine. But if I go more than three, I'm like, oh, headache city. Does everyone have that one drink? As if, you know, I'm glad your friend's okay from her 2015 tequila incident. Jeez. But does everyone have that one, I don't know, that one drink? Or maybe it's in a food, too, that you just had a super bad experience with. And you're like, I am not. Your friend still drinks. She still parties. But she's not going back to tequila because of that mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. Does everyone have that one drink or food item? 702-364-9400. If so, what is that item for you guys? I just, I, I don't like tequila for, because I don't, I feel like I turn into kind of a, a crabby drunk when I drink it. I'm just kind of like, I just don't like to talk. And then my husband's like, why are you so crabby? I'm like, I'm not driving. <laughs> and so I <laughs> I get really crabby when I drink tequila. And so I won't drink it. I, my best drunk is wine drunk. I'm just like, ah, la, 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 la. So happy. <laughs> That's your smooth yes, drunk. Yes, huh? I am just my happy, happiest self when I am wine drunk. What about you? Uh, you know, I did tequila, only tequila once. And it was when my buddy turned 40. We're all down in Cabo for his birthday weekend celebration. And we're out there on the beach. And tequila is much cheaper down in Cabo than it is here on, on the strip. And someone got a bottle of uh, like Don Julio tequila. And I don't know. It's high end stuff, apparently. But they're, they're passing around. We're all doing shots and everything. And, and it felt good. It was smooth going down. But I remember coming back here to Vegas. and It was like a couple weekends afterwards. My wife and I were out to dinner at the Cosmopolitan. I'm like, you know what? That tequila was smooth. I'm going to get a shot of that Don Julio. Don Julio, please. One shot. Price wise, oh my gosh! I'm like, how much is this stuff? It was like fifty, sixty bucks for a shot. One shot? Nuts! Oh my nuts. gosh, that's enough to sober you right yeah, up. I like, don't even get the full effect. I'm like, down in Cabo, it's much cheaper. The guys like, yeah, that's Cabo. It probably wasn't even real Don Julio. I'm oh. like, oh gosh. Rich, what is your alcohol nemesis? Vodka. As much as I love it, it's. I'm a little older now, and it's. Really uh, works a lot better than it used to. <laughs> I was, we were, we were moving from uh, North Dakota, moving back down here. My son is much younger than I, and a bunch of his friends were going out, and they said, "Oh, Mister Free, come on with us, come on with us." So I said, ah, "I don't know if that's a go- oh yeah, just come out and have one drink." So I go out and have one drink, and it was not a, it wasn't just one drink, but the next morning was very, very rough. <laughs> It just really do- vodka is hit or miss. If it's like really cheap vodka, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. But if you, I don't know. I feel like Tito's is pretty much the safe way to go. At least for me, it's it's funny how like vodka because like you go back to like the '90s and stuff. It was like Absolute was the go-to vodka, and then Sky it, Sky was another go-to. And then we went to uh, Grey Goose was the uh, go-to vodka. And then Kettle One had its moment, and now Tito's is like the vodka that's like shining right now is like the go-to vodka right now. Michelle, what's your uh, same thing for you? Is it vodka? Well, I love vodka, but um, when one night I went out to have a few too many and went to bed about 11 o'clock and it, during the night, because I was so drunk, my stomach relaxed so much that it uh, <clears throat> got into my lungs and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning with pneumonia. Oh my gosh, you oh. poor thing. That I didn't know you could drink your way to pneumonia. <laughs> That's it. Aspirate. I aspirated on the vodka from the, from the from drinking too much. Uh, did you have to go to the hospital? Oh yeah, I was in the hospital for a full week. My my whole right lung was was gone. It was in it was a total disaster. Michelle, oh, how, how much vodka thing. did you drink? Did you drink a bottle of it? How much did you have? I had three martinis. <laughs> That's it. Three yeah. martinis. <laughs> 
Oh my yeah. gosh! Word to the wise out there: stop at two. Yeah, that's three more teams. That's, wow. that's a Tuesday for Steph. Oh, my gosh! Oh, that you poor you. thing. <laughs> no Friday nights except October. <laughs> what? Three martinis in the hospital? It's crazy. Martinis are pretty potent, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I have one. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> okay, that's enough. I'm good. But no olives. Ugh. We learned that last week boy. with two truths and one lie. <laughs> olives. Are, um. I think I have an idea for Try It Tuesday tomorrow. All I have to say is grab your Uber for, for driving home. You'll need it. Oh, we'll go with the claw? We'll do so. It'll be a surprise. I got a, I got a surprise. I'll be, I'll be handling the Try It Tuesday oh, no. duties this week, guys. <laughs> Don't you worry about a thing. I'll take care of you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> up next is the hot three. What do you have for us? Okay, well, the CDC is speaking out about Halloween. What do they say as far as trick-or-treating goes? How, how will that be? Is it safe? We've got some details on that for you. Also, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the highest-paying jobs. Uh, out there without having a ton of education. Well, what about the highest paying jobs without previous experience? What are those? And a woman was asked to cuddle with her boyfriend and she went crazy. No cuddling for her. We'll tell you what happened coming up next in the Hot 3. Doja Cat SZA, kiss me more. Mix 94.1. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3, it is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. The CDC director is giving a conditional thumbs up for Halloween trick-or-treating. They uh, were on CBS uh, Face the Nation, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, and she uh, said that the traditional candy collecting should be okay if kids are outdoors and going in small groups. She had going to a crowded party. Probably not the best idea. Last year, CDC guidelines recommended against going trick-or-treating or having parties during the pandemic. But because of vaccines, Walensky hopes 2021 will be a different story. That's great news. Game on, kids. Game on. What's going to be the gigantic skeleton of this year? Does anybody know? Uh, you know, remember how everyone had those huge, yeah. huge skeletons in their front yards? So this year, what's what's it going to be? Is uh, what's What are they selling at Costco? Or what did they sell two months ago at Costco that everyone bought? Yeah, go to Lowe's. Now you're gonna see Christmas trees, not uh, skeletons. Yeah, what's the hot thing? Hmm, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm checking to see giant skeleton 2021. What's it gonna be? Um, hmm. Nobody's really saying anything on that. And is there a hot costume this year? Like the go-to? We talked about some really, and you guys are so clever with some of the ones you came up with. Some some quick go-to costumes, but is there like a hot costume this year? What's big in pop culture? What's going to be the big hot costume this year? I told you my my girlfriend, she's going to be um, Ariana Vente. Love that. <laughs> so just uh, Ariana Grande, but just she's really tall. She's going to wear like her ponytail and stuff. Okay, so the skeleton is actually being replaced by Pumpkinhead Man. 12-foot giant-sized inferno pumpkin skeleton with life eyes. It's like this skeleton, but his head is a pumpkin, and he looks evil. Like the devil, he is uh, very, very scary. And so I think that's going to be the new skeleton this year. That's cool. Yeah. I punched in hot costumes for 2021 and nothing but ladies and sexy costumes popped up for me. Okay. Well, yeah, they they make everything sexy. Oh, it's yeah, like, I'm going to be a milkshake, a sexy milk, milkshake. Oh, I'm going to be a piece of dirt, a sexy piece of dirt. Like they, they do that. For everything. Sexy referees. Yeah. Sexy. It uh, looks like a, a ringleader of a circus. Uh, sexy. They got everything. NASCAR. Pers- oh, how was NASCAR? Did, uh, Matt Matt was out there. How was it? Oh, he was there all weekend. Yeah, it was great. He had a great time. Um, sh- oh, sorry. People are telling me what they're... Animated Jack Skellingtons are the thing this year. 
is what I just got a text on that one. Uh, yeah, he said it was a lot of fun. Lots of people out there. It was a good time. It was nice. a busy sports weekend this weekend. Just Golden Knights last night. I went to that game. Raiders yesterday. Uh, NASCAR in town. Wasn't there a fight, too? UFC fight? Yeah. Um, UNLV football. They were out, out out of town. They were at Fresno, and they lost. UNLV football is 0-4 right now. Well, you know. It happens. <laughs> they got they got brand new stadium, what brand new uniforms. Do? Let's get let's get a win going. Yeah. Let's, let's let's turn things around. Also, this morning, sometimes people aren't just looking for a new job; they're looking for a new career, and a change like that could require some kind of degree or years of special training. But not always. There's a new report out with a list of jobs that don't require any previous experience, and some of them even pay more than the current national median income of forty two thousand dollars a year. So here are some of those jobs. Number one is recreation and fitness studies teachers. They can make upwards of $66,000 a year. Then you have plumbers, pipe fitters, and steam fitters at $56,000 a year. I mean, if you know one and then you can get in with them and you just kind of shadow them and apprentice them, I I could see that learning from the best and then boom, on the job training. Um, Insurance sales agents at $52,000 a year. Heating, cooling, and refrigeration mechanics and installers at $51,000 a year and highway maintenance workers at $42,000 a year. Others that pay just below the national medium include exercise trainers, group fitness instructors, team assemblers, order clerks, packaging and filling machine operators, preschool teachers, and janitors. Jobs that... uh, you don't need any previous experience that pay fairly well. Those uh, plumbers and HVAC people, magicians to me, come in and just fix stuff. Like, how do you do it? Like, I, I don't even know how to tackle a, a plumbing issue or, or electrical issue. They, they come out there and it's like magic. It's fixed. Well, you can do it because you don't need any previous experience. Why don't you just go apply and see? <laughs> Hello, I <laughs> Maybe like to be a plumber. Once you're, once you're officially hired, you just know how to do it all. <laughs> Finally, this morning, sometimes you're just not in the mood to cuddle. A 45-year-old woman in Florida named Kiesel Anthony was in bed last Tuesday night when her boyfriend asked her to cuddle. She said no. Then she flew into a rage. It's unclear if she was upset because he tried to cuddle despite her objection or if she was really just furious about him asking for some reason but she started yelling and screaming and then she picked up a fan and threw it (laughs) the fan had a stand so then she grabbed the pole from the fan and whacked her boyfriend in the back of the leg with it it sounds like that might have gashed his leg because the police report says it caused a visible injury Kiesel was arrested and charged with domestic battery. She was previously arrested for beating the same guy back in February. It's unclear if he also wanted to cuddle that night or if the fight was about something else. Dude, that's a relationship. You got to get walk away from it right now. Walk away. The the first time should have been the red flag. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's not good. And hey, I don't like cuddling either, but let's control our tempers, people. Just say no. You're not going to throw a fan at Matt, are you? (laughs) Not at all. In the 9 o'clock hour, we've got your Apple HomePod Mini, and we got it for you coming up right around 940. It's Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Someday we'll be all that we need. That's One Republic. That's their latest. It's called Someday. It is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And this hour, 940, we got an Apple HomePod Mini for you. And right now, we need you to be the judge. It is time for Jerk or Justified. If you ever have a dilemma, you want to know, are you being a jerk or are you justified in the way you feel? Shoot us an email. You can do that through the website, mix941.fm. Here we go. Hi, Mercedes and JC. I want to know if I'm a jerk for asking my boyfriend to stop playing tackle football. Before you judge, 
here's the backstory. We have an amazing relationship, but there is one problem. Now that the NFL season is underway, he goes to play football with his friends every weekend. He has a busy work schedule, so this is the one time during the week that he gets to hang with his buddies. Now here's the problem. He gets too passionate. All of them are too passionate, and they commit to the game a lot. It's tackle football, so they are ruthless on the field. They'll do anything to not let the other team score. I think it's only a matter of time before one of them gets hurt. He says they don't tackle hard, but I went with them one weekend, and things are pretty intense. Am I being irrational on this? Am I a jerk to ask him to stop? My BF is 26, and I don't want him dealing with any major injuries, all because of some Saturday morning glory with his friends. Hmm. Is she a jerk for wanting him to knock that off, or is she justified? She she doesn't want him to get injured. He could get concussed. He could break something. Well, what do you think? Are you a jerk if you ask him to stop? 702-364-9400. Or is she completely justified on this one? You're in you're in tender territory, I think, because if you were married, you'd be like, stop that now. <laughs> <laughs> but your boyfriend and girlfriend, so you don't have... I mean, he can't just accept that from you and be like, oh, okay, whatever. You don't want to push him away, but I get what you're feeling. I would say something. I wouldn't make it an ultimatum. I would say, look, can you just ease up on the tackling a little bit? I I don't think you should ask him to stop playing. He's happy. This is his happy place. This is his stress relief. This is him hanging out with the boys. I don't think you should ask him to stop, but I think you could ask him to just ease up on the the tackling a little bit whether or not he listens is another thing but at least you made your voice heard what do you think yeah i'm kind of the same thing definitely say, say something what's what's the worst is going to happen i would say something that you're you know hey you got to be careful out there I, I don't like you doing playing tackle football you might get injured now whether he listens to you or not is a different story but i think you definitely say something to him who's doing tackle football though Are they doing that any pads i used to do that when i was like in grade school and stuff and man that's vicious. It's That's brutal. Football is a vicious, vicious, brutal sport. And if you're playing out there on a Saturday with your buddies with no pads, switch up to flag football or something. You're doing tackle? I'm right there with you. I'd, I'd say something. But you wouldn't ask him to quit. I, yeah, yeah I, I would just express my opinion probably every single weekend. Like, you're doing tackle again? Someone's going to get hurt. It's, I, I'm not a fan of this. Go have fun, but I'm not a fan of this. I, I would mention it all the time. Trisha, what do you think? Good morning. I agree with her because if he gets hurt, she's stuck down with him being whiny. Oh, you bring up a good point. Yeah, whenever they're sick or injured, it's like, oh gosh, come on. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Trisha. Let's talk to Matt. Matt, is she a jerk or is she justified? Well, this is Matt Miller, but I say she's a jerk because if it's his passion. He needs to keep doing it. And and that's probably why I was tackled at the county commission. But I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Mac Miller from the county, one of the company, <laughs> county commissioners. This is huge. How do we get celebrities calling our show? That's amazing. Thanks for calling. I was going to say, as county, com- right. as county commissioner, couldn't you make some kind of rule? I mean, think about it. It's kind of tackle football as an adult. You're going to end up with an injury. Shouldn't we make some kind of ruling? Well, well, no, no. And I'm not a county commissioner. I'm running for lieutenant governor. I was the one that was tackled. And my wife wouldn't dare stop me from fighting for people's rights just because they think I'm going to get tackled again. Yeah, I, I like how you're you're making it 
you're equating it to what you do. I mean, that's very that, that it's it's true though, right? That I love that. Thank you, Mr. Mac Miller, for calling. That's awesome. I you never know who's listening to the show. Oksana Bayola was listening earlier, and well, she, no, we don't know if she's listening. She, but she she, she liked, tweet. liked one of my tweets, which yeah. was really cool. And then we've got uh, uh, Mac Miller listening. You never know who's listening to Mix ninety four point one. So what's the consensus on this then? Ah, let's go to the text line here. Let me see here. Um, I just think is tackle. it really about the tackling? If he did something else with the boys all weekend, that wouldn't be an issue? Oh, let's dig deeper. Is it just that you want to spend the time with him? You don't like him going off with the boys? Uh, this one says, it's his hobby. She's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, but he could get hurt, though. He could, but he could get hurt driving there. I mean, it, he could get hurt when he, you know, r- runs. He could get hurt doing any. He could get hurt getting out of bed. You know what? I'm going to change my. I'm going to say he's going to get hurt. He not could. He's not, he couldn't. He is going to get hurt playing tackle football with his buddy. Now, why are you putting those bad vibes out there? Because it's tackle football. I hey, think of all the things you did when you were a kid. You're fine. I don't know why I'm taking his side. I, I think he should still be, you should still, you know, make your voice heard. But I don't think you should ask him to stop playing. Because then he's going to be resentful to, towards you. And guess what? He'll break up with you. He'll, he'll, unless you're cool with that. If this is the way you want to break up, then go for it, you know? Our boss, J-Love, who, today's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, J-Love. He was in, he told me last week, he was in some competitive, like, NFL flag football program. I'm like, dude, for what team? Like, I'm thinking they, like, maybe had, like, the Dallas Cowboys flag football team. He's like, no, no, no. They just, like, sponsored it all across the country. But he did, like, flag football for, like, I don't know, for, like, 10 years. And because of that, he's got, like, a bad hip or something right now. That's just doing flag football. Imagine tackle football. I know. But why you got to take something away from him that brings a little joy? That's, like, your wife. Okay, JC, I'm your wife. Mm-hmm. JC, you got to stop drinking Red Bull. Stop. Now, I'm taking it all away. Never drink it again. Yeah, but I'm not going to get a concussion. Uh, no, but you're, it's going to, who knows what the damage is doing? It's your little bit of happiness, right? <laughs> it's, uh, give him his happiness. He gets hurt, she can say, I told you so. <laughs> Simple as that. And she, just boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend, you could dump the guy too. <laughs> we do the Jerker Justified every Monday. It is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. That Apple HomePod Mini. We have it for you coming up at 940. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Mercedes in the mornings, what's trending on Mix 94.1? Bridgerton is trending this morning. So Netflix, they released a first look teaser of season two of the hit Netflix show. The season, it's shifting the spotlight from Phoebe Dynavore's Daphne Bridgerton and Regé Jean Page's Simon Bassett to her older brother, Jonathan Bailey's Anthony Bridgerton. Now, in the clip that they shared, his character meets new character, Kate Sharma, who is played by Simone Ashley. And in the clip, she uh, she calls him out on his sexist nature, leaving him stunned, but obviously intrigued. Here's some of that. I was wondering if we'd meet again. So you might discern if my wit is acceptable. My manner's genteel. But you were eavesdropping. It was hardly an effort, seeing as you were proclaiming your many requirements for a wife loud enough for the entire party to hear. You take issue with my requirements? I take issue with any man who views women merely as chattels and breedings. When you manage to find this paragon of virtue, whatever makes you think she will accept your suit? I shall bid you good night. 
Ooh, spicy. Yeah. No uh, word on the release date for the show yet, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be really good. They like her attitude. Yeah. You know? don't, don't talk about her in that way. They, that say, matter? they say that they're going to, those two will be at each other's throats the entire season, which is good. You want a little tension there, but that, that sexual tension, you know? That build up, yeah. that build up, and that climax comes at the end. I like how she, I bid you adieu. Also trending this morning is Jeff Probst. So the new season of Survivor just started last week, and after 41 seasons of the show, the host says he's going to change something that has been a part of the show for the last 20 years. So on day one, if you missed the episode, he posed the question to the new castaways that was, he asked that them if he needs to retire the phrase, come on in, guys. He said, for 20 years, I've used one phrase to call people in for challenges. Come on in, guys. Love saying it. It's part of the show, but I, too, want to be part of the moment. So my question to you to decide for us in the context of Survivor is a word like guys, okay, or is it time to retire that word? So one female contestant spoke up. Her name is Evie. She said, I personally think guys is okay. It's part of come in guys it's such a signature expression and i as a woman as a queer woman do not feel excluded by guys everyone's like yeah okay well that was that but then later on in the day another contestant ricard he said that he thought about it and he says that a lot has changed over 21 years and he thinks it's time to drop it so jeff went with his opinion instead of the woman's opinion and says it'll now be come on in Hmm. okay the girl said she was fine with it. Oh, my God. We got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop. We have breaking news. I, so, I was waiting. I, was, I wasn't even paying attention to your story because I was looking at the name on the screen. We have breaking news. So earlier this morning, I was talking about there are celebrities that live in Las Vegas that you don't even know live here. And I I couldn't believe it that Oksana Bayul, 1994 Olympic gold figure skater, Oksana Bayul, liked one of my tweets. I'm like, what, how did she find my tweets? So I looked at her profile. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's at City National Arena. Oh, my gosh. She likes the Golden Knights. Does she live here? Does she does she listen? And on the phone right now, Oksana. Hello. How are you? Oh, oh. my gosh. How are you, Jim? <laughs> wow. This is amazing. What an honor. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. I was driving. I'm I'm listening to you guys every morning. Myself, my husband, and my daughter were driving to City National, and we listen to you every morning. But I really enjoy your tweet when you tweeted about 9/11 and the story about your father. Oh, Oksana, that, is, that really you know hit my heart, and I. You know, wrote to you. I said, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing story." And today, when you guys texted me, I was <laughs> on the ice <laughs> skating with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> now, your daughter's name is Sophia, correct? <laughs> Sophia. We named her. My husband is Italian, and he loves Sophia Loren, so we named her after the legendary actress and is she becoming a a, a nice skater like her mother she loves it i take her to the rink with me and she she she's talented i mean i hate to say that but a lot of people also saying it well she can hear the music really well and she danced to it and she has 
big personality like you do. <laughs> and I don't like that because they're comparing her to me, you know, because she is her own person. And I want her to have her own style. She, yeah, she, yeah. But you posted really a video this morning. You posted a video of her this this morning, and she yeah. she looks like she has her own. Like she feels confidence, and and yeah, I just I I was amazed at how young she is and how good she is already. Yeah, yeah. She she's working hard. We're working hard, but not so hard because when they're that young, you have to you have to make them feel that they work. You know, they work and they play. That's what I do with her. I don't I don't make her feel like she's getting up at six o'clock in the morning and going to her rink and you know she's working hard. No. I have a lot of stuffed animals that she loves, and uh, I bring them with us to the rink, and they all stay and watch her practice. You know, I put them on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got got the stuffy. One of her favorite stuffies is the Andrew Bark Furry Dog. Oh, the Bark Yeah, yeah, we love that dog so much. Um, So he watches her, and basically, you know, just a nice environment. We enjoy it so much being there. Oksana, what brought you to Las Vegas? What brought me to Las Vegas? I'm getting older. I like sun. I like vitamin D, and it's 24-7, Jim. I mean, you can't. You can't beat this weather. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Nothing really. Nothing really. I I just I just love this city so much. We got here in 2014 before the boom happened, before we got all the teams, you know, the sport teams. And we just love living here. It feels like everything 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything's so close here in Las Vegas. And and you mentioned I, the sports teams, Oksana. I, I yeah. see a lot of Golden Knights stuff on your page. Uh, I take it you're a fan. Are you a Raiders fan now, too? No. <laughs> you, have to, you have to grow up in America to love football. I don't I, – I, 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 I appreciate it. But it's really tough for me, you know, when they go and they hit each other and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hockey does the same thing, but I've been fed of hockey since forever. I mean, we always, you know, hold each other hands. This is just incredible that you listen to the show every morning, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us and the fact that you called us this morning after we were talking about you. This is kind of one of those just unreal moments, for me at least, to have Oksana, Olympic gold medalist, on the show with us. It's kind of a trip right now. It's just, I mean, you are an icon. You are a legend, and what an honor that you took the time to call. We would love to have you on in studio sometime. I know you're busy in the mornings, but maybe one of these days we'll be lucky enough to see you in person, Oksana. Okay, okay, guys. And I listen to you every morning I drive to my ice rink. Thank you. This is just an honor. I can't believe it. Oksana Bayul, thank you so much. 
for calling in. Oksana Bayul Farina, I'm sorry. I, yes, once you get married, you want to make sure you Yes, 2015, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's amazing. That is absolutely incredible. I am so starstruck right now. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe she listens to us in the morning. Is, is that how we she end? She called I in. know. That's what's trending. <laughs> All right, still the comfy, guys. We're running a couple minutes late, but we still have uh, probably around 942 or so. We got that, that Apple HomePod Mini. That's yours. It's on the way next. So it's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Hey, Mary. Hi. You are caller 20. Yeah. Yay. Very good. Congratulations. We have an Apple HomePod mini for you, courtesy of Atlantic Records. You can listen to Mix 94.1. You can listen to us play all your favorite artists like Ed Sheeran. And you're also qualified now to be the grand prize winner of a three-pack of Apple HomePod minis. Congratulations. Thank you. Nice Thank job, you. Mary. And I'll put you on hold to get your information. And we have these all week long for you at 940. And your next chance to pick up one of these Apple HomePod minis, Heather has one for you in the 12 o'clock hour. Ava Max as Kings and Queens. It is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Monday. Thank you guys so much for joining us as always. Thanks for kicking off the work week with us. We appreciate you so much. Stick around because on the way, Heather, she has an Apple HomePod Mini to give away in the 12 o'clock hour. So you don't want to miss out on that. Lots coming up on her show. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday. We've actually got our Try It Tuesday all set, ready to go. We were going to do one thing. I was going to take over. I'm going to take over next week. Okay. Because we have something really kind of interesting to try tomorrow. Um, It's a trend. I'll leave it at that. And we'll see how that works out. So we'll talk about that tomorrow morning. All the usual stuff happening, including more Dua Lipa tickets for you in the 8 o'clock hour. So join us back here tomorrow, please. And right now it is time for the line of the day. When it comes to picking your bridal party, some people, they do over-the-top ask. No one in the show really did it that way. So we had Steph try one with Mercedes, and it kind of backfired. Mercedes. Yes, Stephanie. You're like a big sister to me. Oh, thank you. I, I wear that badge proudly. And I just wanted to ask a really important question that might affect our relationship. Yes, Stephanie, I do have a t- tampon you can pass. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> Asking you shall receive, Steph. And that offer stands for anyone who is ever in need. I've got one. I've Mercedes, got your back. You're so sweet. I wasn't going to ask you the bridesmaid thing, but now I might because that tampon might come in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And that'll do it for show number 1490 of Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the Morning. Did you miss the show? You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Catch up now. Download the podcast of today's show and get updates now online at Mix941.fm. Mercedes in the Morning returns tomorrow morning. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.